Matthew chapter 17. Matthew 17. One to nine. Somebody will read it out first. Matthew seventeen, one to nine. Amen. Tonight. Father, we are grateful to you this morning. We thank you for your word. We pray that you will speak into our lives. We pray that you will release grace, anointing, and this place that your name will be exalted, your message will be proclaimed, and lives will be touched and rejuvenated. Every spirit of criticism, we bind them in the name of Jesus. We take victory in the house in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. Praise God. Hallelujah. Today's message is titled, We Are Going Up. We Are Going Up. All right. We are going up. Somebody said we are growing up. Well, growing up is also going up. Praise God. But the interesting thing of Christianity is, Christianity and the words of Jesus always says, pronounces, proclaims when the situations and the circumstances does not look so. Praise God. Amen. When you look at the trend, when you look at the environment, when it seems that there is no chance of going up, God says, we're going to go up. Praise God. When there is no chance of growing, God says, we're going to grow. Praise God. When the verdict is written against, praise God. The verdict that God gives, it it supersedes the myths. It supersedes the verdicts. It supersedes what everybody else says and thinks because God is able to rule and 
overrule. Praise God. He is in control of every situation, even when we think that things are out of control. Praise God. Thus here we read that Jesus takes three of his disciples and he tells them, we are going up. Praise God. We are going up. Interesting, right? Jesus calls his disciples apart. Now he has 12, he has 120, he has 500 and so many other, but he picks three. And he takes them apart and he says, we are going up. Praise. It has been often said that if we don't come apart, we will fall apart. Praise God. Unless we are willing to come apart, meaning unless you are willing to spend time with him, the pressures of the world, the demands of life, and the, the mundane activities of our lives can bring about a fall out in our lives. So we as God's people, God expects us to have a high love mountain experience with him. For that you and I have to be people who are sensitive to his nudgings, to his beckonings, and to his call. This is not the first time that Jesus pulled out these three exclusively to show them something or to unveil something that the others had never experienced or encountered in their lives. Praise God. This morning the question is, have you ever had a private, unique moment with the Lord? Amen. Have you ever experienced the presence of God in a way that you were baffled? Have you ever experienced the reality of God's presence in your life. Amen. Praise God. If you are a person who lingers in the presence of God, who yearns for his presence, who thirsts for his presence, as the psalmist says, as the deer panteth after the brooks, so my soul longeth after thee. If there is a longing in us, we are able to experience his presence in a fresh, new way. Praise God. The Lord uniquely prepares and ministers to his disciples based on each and every one of our calling. Praise God. God has a way of dealing with us. God has a way of having an encounter with us. God has a way of depositing something within us. It's based on the calling that God has placed upon our lives. Now it was Jesus who called the 12 out. When he called the 12 out, the Bible says, as Mark says, he called them out, number one, four, that they might be, they might be with him. 
Praise God. And then everything else follows. So the primary reason that he called them out was number one, that they might be with him. As God's children, God expects us to realize as disciples, he desires that our desires are linked and aligned with him and that we would have the same desire. He wants us to be what? With him. Praise God. Do you have a desire to be with him? Praise God. Now we read the same thing is recorded in Luke. In Luke, as it is recorded, we read that Jesus went on the top of the mountain to pray. Praise God. Christ had this habit of pulling himself away and going into solitude and going into wilderness, going away from the crowd because he wanted the special moments with the Father. Now, as he starts this journey, up into the mountain and he takes these three disciples with him, Jesus knew something that the others did not know. They just followed Jesus. Jesus was going up the mountain to have what? Why was he going up to the mountain? Number one, he was going up to the mountain to pray. Number two, he had what? We read the scripture. Why did he go up to the mountain? Huh? To be transfigured. He had an appointment up in the top of the mountain. Praise God. He knew that there was something that's going to happen. And Luke says that the two that came there, Moses and Elijah, they came to talk about what? About the death of Jesus, praise God. Amen. Why is the death of Jesus such a big thing that heaven will send two of the emissaries up on the top of the mountain and talk? What do you think? What do you think? What's so big about the death of Jesus? Anybody? Could be a Sunday school student. You can give me the answer. What do you think is the Big thing about the death of Jesus. It was a mission. Yes, very good. Very good. What else? Redemption of all mankind. Praise God. Yes. Victory. Praise God. Yes. What else? Praise God is going to open an access between an unworthy man and a worthy man, or worthy God. Praise God, yes. Well, who's Jesus? Who's Jesus? God. Jesus is the source of life. He is the embodiment of life. He is the one who has created all things. He gives life to all. And the giver of life and the source of life was going to lay down his life on the cross so that his creation will have a chance to have life eternal, the very life of God. Praise God. It was not a small thing 
that the source of life and the giver of life and the embodiment of life itself would lay down his life. And he went up on the mountain and Luke says that he was doing what? He was praying. Praise God. Matthew don't say that, but Luke says that he was praying. And guess what? What were these three doing? They were sleeping. Just like many of the disciples of Jesus, they find that the best place to sleep is in These guys did the same thing in the garden of Gethsemane, didn't they? The same three guys. They were in the garden and they fell asleep. They were sleeping. Christ was praying. All of a sudden, something happened. What does the Bible say happened? Praise God. Yes. Well, as we look into the scripture, we realize if Christ, who is the embodiment of life, if Christ, who is God himself, if he thought it was important for us to pray, for him to pray, how much more you and I ought to take time to pray. Our burdens, our needs, our desires, our challenges, our conquest, everything that you go through in life, you don't have to bear it all by yourself. They are far too often heavy for you and for me. So what do we do? We look up to Jesus. We spend time in his presence. As he was praying, the Bible said something happened. What happened? The Bible says, as he prayed, his countenance changed. And there was a radical change in the whiteness of his garment and the brightness and the aura of his presence. There was a total change that the Bible calls it transfiguration. What is that? An event where the deity of Jesus shone through his humanity, where the divinity of Christ shone through his humanity. And we see that these guys were startled. Well, we're going to go one step further. And we know what transpired there. We're going to come back to it. A cloud comes and there is a sound from heaven. The father speaking, this is my beloved son. Hear he him. Praise God. Hallelujah. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. What was that? That was God's signature across Jesus' life and his ministry. Praise God. God's signature upon the life and the ministry of Jesus Christ. And when we read the scripture, we see that when he started his ministry in the garden, in, in the, in the, by the river of Jordan, as he came up on the water to be baptized, after he was baptized, we hear that what happened? Something came down. A Holy Spirit in the form of a dove came down. There was a voice saying, this is my Beloved son, 
in whom I am well pleased. Praise God. So starting, launching of the ministry, Father testifies, this is my beloved son, I am well pleased with him. Praise God. Hallelujah. If the initiating or the launching of the ministry, Father acknowledged and gave his signature to his son, Jesus, the beloved son, how much more in our lives. As we launch out, as we initiate, as we take the first step in life, in endeavors, in ministries, in mission, you and I want to make sure that you have heaven's signature on what you are about to do. Praise God. Hallelujah. We see up in the mountain just before he was going to lay down in his, lay down his life, heaven gives another signature saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am. This is my beloved son. Hear ye him. In other words, listen to him. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes. Do we have his approval in our lives, in our ministries, and in our endeavors that we take in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Whether it's a small thing or a great thing. Whether it's a mini project or a mass project. Do, we, do you think, do we think or can we say that heaven will stand with me? I have the backing of heaven for me, with me in this Endeavor, praise God. We see Moses, the lawgiver, was there in the past, Elijah, the great prophet, was there. Both of their ministry pointed towards Jesus Christ. Moses and Elijah were unique characters in the Bible, but they both were servants of the Most High God. But Christ was unique, He was not the servant. He was what? He was the beloved son. Hallelujah. In fact, the only beloved son. Praise God. Christ is far greater than the lawgiver Moses and the prophet Elijah. Praise God. As these fellows were sleeping, all of a sudden, we see that they were startled and they woke up and they saw what? They saw Jesus transfigured. Well, the transfiguration of Jesus Christ was an encouragement and an affirmation to the disciples. The mountaintop experience was to the disciples an affirmation of what Jesus was about to do and who Jesus was. That they heard again from Father God that he is the beloved son. Here God affirmed the ministry and the work of Jesus as these disciples were startled and they looked at him. Hey, listen to this. 
Peter all of a sudden mumbled something. What does he say? What does he say? It is good for us to be here. Huh? What do we do? We're going to make three boots for Moses, Elijah, and Jesus. Well, how did he know this was Moses and Elijah? What do you think? Peter, how did he find out that it was Moses and Elijah? Huh? How did he know it was Moses and Elijah? Huh? What? You can say it. I mean, worse to worse, you can get right or get wrong. So what? How did he know? He just made it up, cooked it up. Oh, you've seen Elijah and Moses' picture. It was, he just Googled it. Revelation. Why did he have that revelation? He was in the presence of God. Praise God. You have the revelation of what you don't know because you are in the presence of God. If we cultivate the habit of being in the presence of God, you have a revelation of what you don't know. Praise God. Hallelujah. And what you do know through revelation, you don't disclose it all the time. Did you get what I said? Everything that you know, you don't have to blurt it out. There is a time and a place for you to say what you have to say. But here in this context, we see that Peter, who had never ever seen Moses or Elijah, praise God, he had the revelation and he recognized them. It was Moses and it was Elijah. Hey, when we go up there, where? When we go up there, uh, when we go up there, where? Heaven, we also going to recognize Moses and Elijah and everybody else in the, in, in, in the Bible, the characters. Why? Presence of God. Here we know in part. There we will know. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Till then, you and I are only given a glimpse and a preview of what is yet to happen. But it is the presence of God that brings what? Revelation in our lives. Praise God. Look at this. Christ was transfigured and God expects his disciples to be transformed. Praise God. Hallelujah. Those who have an encounter with Jesus. Me is what? That there should be a transformation in you and you. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. But be mind. The world is constantly trying to mold us and make us. The world wants you and I to look like the world. To act like the world. To speak like the world. To do to, 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 to do things like the world. 
but God says do not be by renewed why transformed by the renewal of your mind in the mind realm praise God once the renewal has taken place every rounds of our lives and of course we three boots let put Moses Elijah and you in one each boot but son you listen to him in other words Peter was trying to do us he was putting a lot same skill and God intervened and says no way Christ is unique listen to what he says interrupted him God the son Jesus interrupted him and God you are about to speak he might choose to interrupt us because he probably wants to manifest and say things that you and I are not aware of praise god so they look at him the cloud comes these guys are john james and peter they are what they are so terrified that they are on the ground jesus comes and says do not be afraid touches them and jesus takes them up and they look and the bible says they saw what only jesus praise god only jesus turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor only jesus only jesus elijah and moses will fade out jesus will never fade out praise god superstars superheroes in the spiritual realms and in the world realm will fade out with time praise god superstars in the spiritual realms will become shooting stars but let me tell you jesus will always be the same trends will come fads will come customs will come fashions will come christ remains the same praise god heaven and earth will pass away but his word will not pass away jesus christ is the same yesterday today and forever jesus remains praise god jesus is a focus of god's revelation to us paul writing to the colossians says that is the exact representation of god so what do we do they saw only jesus you and i in every realms of our lives we look to jesus praise god the author and the finisher of our faith praise god only jesus preeminence to jesus is the only one worthy word to be worshiped is the only one worthy to be adored is the only one worthy to be preached is the only one worthy to be emulated is the only one worthy to follow as a role model praise god hallelujah well after the encounter we see that jesus is saying what's let's do what let's go down praise god the lord who wants you to climb up 
the mountain of prayer. Climb up the mountain of meditation. Climb up the mountain of fellowship. Climb up the mountain of communion. Climb up the mountain of intimacy. Does not want you to remain up on the mountain. Once you have that encounter, he wants you to come down. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes. Jesus challenged disciples to come down, to look down the mountain to the valley where the needs are, where waiting to be met after the encounter that they had with him. The mountaintop meditation is good, but there is ministry in the valley. Praise God. There is a time to take in and there is a time to give out. What a mountaintop experience is a spiritual experience. The valley experience becomes a practical experience. There is a time to be occupied with Jesus. And there is a time to be occupied for Jesus. But if you are trying to be occupied for Jesus. Without being taking time to be occupied with Jesus, I want to tell you, you're going to have a fall out. Praise God. Before occupying for Jesus, he wants us to be occupied with Jesus. When you are occupied with him, in his presence, in devotion, in meditation, that's where you are enriched and equipped to be occupied for Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. You know. Peter wanted to stay up there. Because he said what. It is good. To stay up here. Praise God. Lord. This is good. We never had this wonderful experience before. Like this. So let's what. Let's freeze. This experience. What do you call in today's term? Let's have a Kodak moment. What's a Kodak moment? What's a Kodak moment? Huh? Capture the moment. Praise God. Preserve the moment. Somehow make it immortal. Praise God. But Jesus said, no, let's go down into the valley. Praise God. Yes, much as this place is good, you and I know. Praise God. Yes, the good place to be, one, is the house of God. The psalmist says, what? I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. Praise God. So being a doorman is better than being out in the world. So being in the house of God is a good place to be. Being in your prayer closet is a good place to be. Being in unity is a good place to be. Being in the will of God is a good place to be. Yes, being in Christ is a good place to be. The Bible says if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Hallelujah. Yes, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. To be in Christ Jesus is to be the good place or to be the best place to be. Let me ask you, where are you? Are you in the good place today? Praise God. 
are you positioned in the good place today not when you are just in the church whenever you linger out of this place where do you position yourself can you say that you are in the good place praise god so we said a few things number 1 we talked about the three looks we said look up praise god god wants us to go up to that mountain experience of communion and prayer he wants us to look again because christ is unique praise god christ is unique in every form praise god but don't just linger there you need to look down and you need to go down that's where christ wants us to be praise god what do we want to do we want to look to jesus where are you looking what are you looking at amen look to jesus he's the center and the circumference he's the sum and the substance he's the reason and the cause don't equate him with someone or something because he's incompatible in person he's incompatible in his power he's incompatible in his position he's incompatible in his glory he's incompatible in every form look to jesus all eyes closed shall we rise up before the lord folks where are we today amen do we have a mountain top experience of prayer communion and fellowship praise god hallelujah do we have his signature his seal of approval for every endeavor every ministry that we father testify and say this is my son hear him out praise god hallelujah everything that attracts us allures us appeals to us with time it will fade away only jesus remains so look Shall we pray, Lord?
and catch the mind of God, the mind of Christ for me, for my life.